you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast career competition is fierce if you're a director a vp or an executive this podcast is for you this is the executive career upgrades podcast and this is your host tim madden all right we're getting started today super excited to talk to you guys and gals. Hey, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades podcast with your host, myself, Tim Madden. And hey, if you don't know me, I help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures to help them find jobs they love quickly. So hey, we go live each week into, or sorry, inside the Executive Career Network, which is the fastest growing network on Facebook right now. Check us out. We are approaching 7,000 members. If you're watching in the ECN right now, say hello in the chat. And of course, we stream each week to iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, radio, basically everywhere on the internet. And hey, do me a favor. If you get any value from this podcast today, leave me a review over on iTunes. It really helps get the message out and share it with a friend or coworker who wants to learn about everything they need to know to accelerate their career. So hey, before we get started for today, huge congrats to people in the Executive Career Upgrades coaching program. Guys, this is crazy. No one thinks people are getting hired right now, right? You think companies are like slowing down, wait until January 1st. You are absolutely wrong. We had, it's now Thursday. We are approaching having 12 offers come in this week already, ranging from $150,000 to $450,000 total comp, plus other benefits. So, hey, companies are hiring right now. If you'd like to get a head start approaching the new year, right? To get the job and money that you know you should have got in 2021, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. You can book a call with our team. We can go through your current situation, um, go over what you should be targeting for your next role and tell you how we can get there quickly. So without further ado, hey, special, special topic for you today. Episode 21, what you need to know about the great resignation. And I'd like to bring in one of our special guests for the day, Robin is a parenting coach. Let's bring her in. She's a parenting expert, and she's also a contributor to Newsweek. I met her a while ago, and I said, we definitely need to bring you on this podcast <laughs> to talk about the great resignation and, and all of the things that are affecting you know what's going on today. But we'll get into that in a second. Robin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, thanks so much for having me, Tim. This is such a great opportunity to talk about what's happening in the, you know, in the corporate world for parents. And I know it may not seem like a, a good match to have a parenting expert on when we talk about the great resignation, but there's some very specific reasons why I'm here and what I do to help parents who are professionals. And here's the thing that I know for sure is that when we become parents, it is the great equalizer, whether you're the 
CEO of the company or you work in the mailroom, you're dealing with the same stuff. And so in the work that I do, I am an author of the book called The Yelling Cure. And uh, I'm also the host of my own podcast called Parenting Our Future. And I've been doing this work to help parents for many years now because I come from the corporate world myself and, uh, and I have struggled in my parenting with my oldest son, uh, who I have two teen boys and my oldest has been a real challenge. And so I don't come to this work, you know, having figured it all out because I have easy kids. I have, it's quite the opposite. So I have a unique perspective uh, and, uh, and, and really the work that I do is to really help parents alleviate burnout and the stress and incivility at home so that they can show up to the job and the work that they do and love with energy and focus. And I know that's been very challenging because, hey, two things, mm -hmm. right? In corporate America, number one, we know that I don't think anyone has a true number, but since basically July, we're probably approaching just tens of millions of people who have quit their job, which is crazy, which has made it the number of available jobs just so everyone's, you know, mm. if you're, if you don't know this, the number of available jobs has went up it's we're approaching there's 10 million open jobs or, or or something ridiculous and in addition to the number of people unemployed there's five million people it's just freaking crazy what's going on right now everyone's leaving their job everyone's coming to so we're gonna really dive into working parents burnout how covid's affected it how zoom has affected things it's getting mm. crazy so why do you think people are getting so burnt out because I think it's happening a lot more now than it was before. Is it because the, the a lot of remote work or COVID or what do you think? You know, I think it's been coming for a while. And I think the, you know, the sort of the last straw was this pandemic. And I think there's a few different parts of the pandemic that have made it worse. One is just the overarching anxiety that we have, right? The political landscape adds to that. The, uh, the fact that our kids did come home to do homeschooling while we're also doing our jobs at home. And all of a sudden I've already, I'm already giving most of my life to my job and my work. And now I've added lunch monitor, playground attendant, plus, you know, homework. Conflict resolution person. <laughs> I mean, forget it. Right. You know, we did it at home too and we hated it. It was awful. My husband came home to work. So we, we both have, you know, had made an office for him. I've got my regular office here, plus our kids, you know, every square inch of our house is used for working or, you know, sleeping. That's pretty much it. And so the parents have been hit the hardest without a doubt. And it's not just because they had their kids coming home. It's the, the, the fact that sometimes they will, you know, the, they'll go to school and then all of a sudden someone gets it. And so then they have all got to come home like you were in, you know, it is this roller coaster just when you think, okay, they're back in school. It's fine. It's not fine. So, you know, and there's also a culture piece too, that's added to this burnout. And, and that, you know, we're going to be talking about, I think next or in a, in a minute is, is really the culture piece and how companies need to look at their employees, not just as who shows up, but as the whole person as well. Yeah. I, you know, just recently my wife got COVID and my kid got COVID cause he got it at school and then they shut down the school and it was great. It was like within a day, I was like, it's going to be difficult to work now. 
like all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, and a couple other things. I remember during COVID, you know, after my son was born, I, I, I got a two year old. He was six, you know, a couple months old. He was born in September, then March rolled around. And I tell you what, because of all of these obligations and everything and COVID being so scary back then, I remember I had my kid in one of those vests, you know, the vest you can carry around with the kid. Yeah. And I was like on Zoom with clients saying, how's it going? <laughs> you know, welcome to, to 2020. Um, what, what do you do? You know, and it's just like, as the parent, you just have to make it happen. You got to make sure all the business is done and that and it was, you know, I think a lot of people are still dealing with that as well. And then when you throw in the anxiety from everything mm -hmm. and then you're watching the, the news and you got Trump and, and Biden and, and all of this craziness and riots and you're like, man, it's just a lot. Such 2020 a was a rough year, a just yeah. such a, a painful year. And that sort of collective pain body just got, you know, more and more in pain. It was awful, you know, and, really and, ki and kids don't understand. They just understand I'm at home now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people probably listen to this podcast, probably have three kids. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, mom and dad has to work, but they think mom's home. Right. So now exactly. it's like, mom, I'm hungry. And you're like on with, you know, a boss or something. And you're like, exactly. You can imagine. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing when our kids, have needs that aren't getting met or feelings that are invalidated, right? It shows up in their behavior. So then their behavior is worse. So now we got to deal with that because also our stress is contagious, right? When we're stressed and our energy is off, our kids are off. So mm -hmm. we can't get away from it, right? It just is so tough. And a lot of companies were so good at the beginning of COVID, right? I have clients that have four kids and they were so good. The, the husband and wife both work at the same place. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a couple months later, they're like, oh, you still have those four kids? Oh, right. Like, yes, I do. And they're still a factor, you know, so. Yeah, it's it's really funny. <clears throat> when COVID was going on, I saw this funny meme on the Internet that says everyone else going crazy at their house. Right. But mine was um, there was a meme that said, if you're a military, ex-military person or a felon, we're so used to being captivated, like deployed overseas and all this stuff. And it said everyone, but military veterans and people who've been in jail, they're enjoying time at home right now saying, Hey, you know, I was thinking my wife's freaking out because we can't go anywhere. And I'm thinking, Hey, I'm just glad I'm not back in Iraq or Afghanistan right now, you know? So fortunately for me, I had a much different perspective than everybody else. Everyone else is terrified. And I'm like, Hey, we got food. We have resources, we have different things, we're, we're, we're okay, you know, but I know a lot of people weren't thinking that way. So, hey, how do, Robin, what's some tips you have? How do you find that good, healthy balance, right? From from work to home, from working yeah. at home, do you have some, maybe some tips from the audience to, you know, help them yeah. out a little bit? I do, you know, and there are some things, practical things that you can do to help to alleviate burnout. And, and I think one of the most important things is for you to have boundaries, right? You've got to end your day when you say you're going to end your day, because when you don't and you allow yourself to look at emails and, and, and look, I know this isn't possible for everybody. So I realize that, but having boundaries means that 
you know, you, you now make space for other things in your life, right? But if work is always bleeding into your home life and your family time, you know, then you're never fully present for anybody. And that's not good for the relationships with your kids. And like I said, when they're not getting their needs met, which are needs like affection and attention and, you know, connection, they need all of those things. And when you're not fully present, they know it they often call you out on it and then they show it in their behavior because they can't ask for it. They don't have the yeah. language for it. So to, to I think my wife is watching this right now and <laughs> I guarantee if she just saw that, she's going to say, Tim, you need to hire Robin as a parenting expert. Cause I am a habitual offender. When I yeah. get home, I like to try to unwind, but I'm so attached. And I think a lot of people are, they're so attached to this I every know. day. They think everything's urgent when it's really not. And yeah. it's kind of hard to switch that belief in your mind, like all of the other things you should be switching to serve you better as well. That's right. It's so it's so interesting that you said that it's not urgent. I always say about parenting, it's not an emergency, right? Of course, unless there's blood and broken bones and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But like, you know, these things, we respond from that uh, emergency place, though, right? Which is not good. So here's, here's what I want to say. I want you to use... Uh, Parkinson's law to your advantage, right? Which is that time expands to, uh, or the work expands to the amount of time that you give it, right? So if you say, I am done at 4.30, and that is a, that is a, a set time that you absolutely honor, what's going to happen is you're going to just start to think, okay, 4.30, 4.30 is coming, 4.30 is coming. Okay, around two o'clock, you're going to start to really hustle so that you can get out by 4.30 and have done what you need to get done. Mm -hmm. We all know that if I, if you have two weeks to finish a product project, you're going to do it in the last couple of days, right? You're going to mm -hmm. leave it. So we want to do that. And then when you're transitioning between the work that you're doing and the family that you want to be present with and joy and have fun with and love Which on, is the reason you're working right exactly yes thank you for saying that you need to take a moment to build some transition space in there it's not like okay i'm done i'm still frazzled from whatever just happened and now i'm going to go in and i'm going to cook dinner and i'm going to talk to my kids ask them about their day blah 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 blah, blah. it doesn't work Mm -hmm. So what you want to do, they'll be right? thinking about that other stuff subconsciously. Exactly. You know, and, and I know for sure that I have yelled at my kids, gotten mad at my kids because my boss made me mad. Yeah. Right. Cause my boss pissed me off. So mm -hmm. what we want to do instead is take a second and this only takes a couple of minutes. And I'll tell you, it will save you so much time and energy later. So take the time to do this. First, check in with yourself. What are you feeling right now? And be honest with yourself. You're not here to judge it. You're not here to criticize yourself like I shouldn't be feeling this. No, we're just here to notice, okay, I am agitated right now. I am, or maybe I'm feeling pumped. Maybe I'm feeling silly. You know, whatever it is that you're feeling, just notice it and acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. And then from there, set an intention for how you want to show up. And the reason why we're setting an intention is it's sort of like a goal, right? But when you set an intention, that's where your mind goes now when you're with your kids. That's where your, mm -hmm. your thoughts, your words, your actions will follow. So these intentions are really powerful. And the intention would be, okay, my, you know, my intention is to spend 
15 or maybe one quality minute with my kids. Like let, we can make micro goals too, right? Or my intention is to not sweat the small stuff. The intention is to, 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 to worry about the stuff that I need to worry about once my kids are in bed. You know, I'll make time to worry later, right? So whatever that intention is, then you go and you, um, that's how you move forward. Now, the, now, sometimes if you're like me, you have, you know, when I was in this position, my, my son was really volatile. So I had to really, okay, really separate myself, really sort of pump myself up to get ready for, you know, I've got this, you know, we can work this out, you know, whatever he throws at me, I've got this, right? And it makes a really big difference. So mm -hmm. that's one of the ways that you can really set yourself up for, for better connection, being more intentional with your kids. And one last thing that I'll say, I have these little dollar store pads of paper. And mm -hmm. so if I am sitting with my kids and we're doing something together and something about work pops in my head, I don't put it on my phone. I just write it on, on, on my little pad of paper and I'll put it, so I'll, I'll do with it what I need to later. But that just means that I don't have to go run and grab my phone and disconnect. Mm -hmm. I can just be like, okay. And then if you grab your phone, what's going to happen? Yeah, oh, you're, you're stuck in. And did you follow up with this guy? And now you're like, exactly. honey, I need a couple minutes. I have to. And then, yeah, no, I get that. A lot of people, it's pr probably here's what happened with this great resignation thing is a lot of people had to deal with all of this stuff. And then they decided, you know, these companies are not a good fit for me for whatever reason. Right. And what's crazy is a lot of people, I think that while me and you understand this, when we really say what you do for work is going to impact your whole life, not just your personal life, professional life, you know, because most people spend a majority of their life at work. I mean, think about it. You wake yeah. up, you drive to work or you get on Zoom. You're there for five o'clock and then you only have a couple hours with your kids and it resets. So your job impacts, you know the quality of your life so tremendously. And I think people are just becoming more aware of it now. And they're so quick to leave to go tr try to find somewhere else. And I think COVID has made us face our mortality to a certain degree too. Like, hold on, what if I do get sick and that's the end of me and I've spent my whole life doing this, right? And my company doesn't really appreciate me or they don't understand me. They're not curious about who I am as a person. And they don't really care is this the work that I want to do? And I'm also seeing them hire contractors come in who, you know, can just do the work and leave. Mm -hmm. Why am I slaving away and doing so much work, giving so much of myself to a job in a company that may not even care about me? Very sad. Very sad. So how, how do you, what are people looking for in jobs as we approach 2022? Because here's the thing. We've been saying work-life balance for freaking 50 years, right? I think it's really <laughs> becoming more of a, of a thing now, especially with the younger generations, right? What do you think the average person is looking for in these new roles? And let's not worry about money and compensation because it's, it's so much more than that. You know, I, have, I always kind of joke with people. We're, we're a coaching company, obviously. And I have yet to get someone on the phone that says, hey, Tim, everything's going great in my career. Everything's perfect. I love my team, et cetera. I just want to make more money. <laughs> That's typically like I, we never have those conversations. It's always yeah. deeper things like, 
you know, whatever it, it may be. Any insight on that? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think there's a couple things to, to think about here. One is that our kids are watching us. And we, we, we have to be careful of the messages we're giving our kids as well, because they're seeing us hate our jobs, complain about our bosses, you know, uh, That's instilling about- those beliefs into them like, hey, work sucks. And they're saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do what you guys do. Mm-hmm. And so companies need to hear that as well, because they need to start thinking about ways that they can make a work culture for the next generation, for Gen Z who's coming up and, mm-hmm. you know, my kid's generation and, and that sort of thing too, because they're not going to give their lives like this. And I think that's the biggest wake up call that this whole great resignation has showed us is that we're not living our lives to the fullest and I need a workplace that will allow me to do that. So I need a workplace that is flexible and maybe I work six in the morning until, you know, two o'clock because that works my, that works better for, Mm -hmm. for my life, but I get my job, my, my work done, my job done, but also having transparency because I am, and, and, and I'm, you know, Tim, you probably are too. We're in the sandwich generation where we're raising our kids. And for me, my mom lives with me in our, you know, downstairs in our basement suite. Mm -hmm. So we're the sandwich generation too. So there's a lot of responsibilities on my shoulders and people Mm -hmm. like me too. So, I need you to just know about me without repercussions. I need you to care that I have lots of things on my plate. Or that, you know, children have disabilities. We run in that frequently or behavioral challenges, et cetera, that, you know, at a minute's notice, something crazy might happen. And they, if they are working from home, what are you supposed to do in that? You're supposed to still get on that work call that was scheduled with whoever client or whatever, or, you know, what do you do? It makes it very difficult, you know? Right. And so, and so what I basically said is I think employers just generally need to be more understanding. And I know we're going to get into that as well. Well, and there was just a, a new study that came out from Great Place to Work along with Maven, Maven Clinics. And they were talking about the best places to work for parents. And they they have a stat that 64% of parents right now are considering a career change or just leaving their jobs entirely. That's and freaking, 43%, 67%, 64%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when you think of the cost to the company, right? So here's, here's some figures for you. You have a 5,000 person company, they need to, uh, and they have a 60, 64% of people are leaving. So let's say they fill a hundred or sorry, a thousand new positions. It's $37,000 to replace and recruit a, a person who's making about $60,000 a year. That equals tens of millions of dollars to a company to replace and recruit people. But if their culture is more welcoming, more understanding, and by the way, when a company is good, a good place to work for parents, Generally speaking, it's a good place to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. They see a decline of 86% in the people who want to leave. That, that is huge. So all we need to do are make some tweaks. And when we talk about parents, it's not just helping with in vitro. It's not just, you know, a, a maternity leave is absolutely important. I'm Canadian. So here in Canada, we have different maternity leave, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what, what yeah. we do here is different, but 
childcare support is important. But one of the things that we forget is that when shit really hits the fan is when our kids turn about two years old and that's when things start to get really hard. Mm -hmm. Then they start, you know, once they go to school, then they're in activities and life just gets really more complicated than their teens. And so we're sort of missing the part of helping with the incivility at home. And really that's where I come in is to help companies who, you know, who want to support their employees who are parents to help them understand their kids' behavior in a new way so that that stress and anxiety that they have from home that they are definitely bringing to work, by the way, because they're coming to work exhausted, right? Unfocused, worried about their kids. And if we can solve that piece for the parents that work for us by offering this kind of support like I do, We'll save money. We will, I mean, millions of dollars. We'll also have happier parents, happier families. That's better for the community and that's better for business, better for the economy. And essentially it's better for the world. So this is a really important thing. And it's the most important job parents do. It's the job that they say is the most important, but it's the job that we have no training for as well, right? We just yeah. kind of win it. And we yeah. do it exhausted all the time. Well, how, how do, what can companies do to better support their employees? Because you always have people that do. So then it comes another fine line, right? Which is, hey, we want to best support our employees, but how do we make sure that people aren't taking advantage of it? You, you know, et cetera, you know, so, um, you know. Well, I think it takes really good it's, communication. I think that you you need to say, you need to look at your employees and say, okay, you know, if um, somebody isn't performing, instead of assuming or judging or labeling them, let's find out why, what's really going on. And if you have a culture of transparency, if you have a leader that is a good listener that can offer empathy and compassion and say, okay, well, do you know that we have X, Y, and Z to help you? You know, we want you to be your best self at home and at work. So companies that really care, you know, mm -hmm. leaders that care. And so empathy is huge. Listening is so important. And it doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable. You know, look, if, if it's too hard for them right now, if life is getting in the way, then we need to create solutions together, the employee and the employer. And if it's time to part ways, it's time to part ways. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But let's find out what's going on with them because it's going to cost you a lot of money to recruit and replace that person. So let's think really carefully if that's just what we want to do, or do we want to help them work with what's going on with them? Because it's yeah. better for my company. It's going to save me money anyway. So can I invest a little bit in a program to help them that will save me money down the line? Why not? I think we have to look at things in a bit of a different way. Yeah. What what do you think is going to happen in 2022? And what I mean by that is, are people still going to continually be leaving these jobs? If there aren't changes, yeah, I think they yeah. are. I really do. I think you're going to see more people who want to run their own show, you know. Mm -hmm. Which we've lot. seen this year a lot. Yes, a lot more mompreneurs, entrepreneurs, you know. And, and that's good for them. Do. If you've been in corporate America for 10 years and you're a director or something, you can start a business. 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can go buy a franchise, you can start your own consulting company. There's, there's just so many things that you could do. That's right. That's right. And if we want to recruit the best talent, we have to recognize that sometimes the best talent have kids. And th- so many people are paranoid about this when we prep them for interviews, right? Yeah. They're like, do I bring up my kids? Do I not bring up my kids? Are they going to use it again? It's crazy that a lot of people think like that. And it's even crazier that some employers, you know, because one of the biggest things is if, 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 uh, if a woman is pregnant and you're on Zoom, you can't tell me that a lot of companies are going to discriminate against that, which is, you know, kind of crazy. Well, and also women who are in those child bearing years, mm-hmm. if you will, you know, like, you know, okay, she's just newly married. She's probably gonna, you know, leave mm-hmm. and, you know, no, you know, great. I don't want to have to deal with that. Right. I think, I think recruiters, HR people secretly think that like, uh Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> do I really want this? But look, we know that parents bring skills to the workplace that make the workplace better. And mm-hmm. I would like to to be so bold as to say women do. You know, they bring, they can multitask task better. They can resolve conflict. So the things that make a great parent make a great leader in the workplace yeah. too. So let's not forget that. And they are dedicated. They are hardworking. They can handle a lot of stuff, right? And so let's let's notice that and not hold it against us, but let's nurture it. You know, it's funny that she said that me and my wife were very fortunate to have lots of support for our little one, like, um, Mm. you know, uh, really good school systems of people who are just amazing. We've been extremely fortunate, but then I always look at, you know, we kind of joke sometimes about how hard it is. Right. And then of course I use my logical military mind, which drives her nuts sometimes. And I'm like, Hey, imagine if we had three or four kids, and we were like barely making it by and all of these things. So I know the woman out there or the man nowadays mm-hmm. that can manage three kids and work. Hey, I, I think I might have an opening for you. Email me at yeah. upgrades because you're right. Just to piggyback off what you said, if you can manage that, surely you can be a project manager that's successful, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you treat me well. I will work so hard for you. I will work so, and I will not want to leave. I won't want to leave. Absolutely. So, hey guys, um, as we wrap up this episode, um, a couple of things that we talked about is, hey, why are people getting burnt out? Some successful tips to transition from work back to you know home and how to navigate that. What people are really looking for in jobs as we approach 2022 and some of the ways companies can support themselves, especially, you know, you know, can support working parents and working professionals. And if you are a decision maker thinking about how you can prevent turnover, definitely get a hold of Robin. We'll, we'll, we'll share that information somehow on the podcast because turnover alone, when these things are preventable, is just an astronomical rate. It's, it's crazy. You know, especially if we're talking about replacing key leaders and organizations that are leaving because of these reasons, I can't even imagine what's the impacts that that's having on the business. Robin, anything else as we wrap up um, that you'd like to talk about? You know what? Really just a message to any, you know, leaders out there that 
you know, we do need to change. We need to think in different ways about our people. And, you know, our people are our most important resource. So we've got to take care of them. And, you know, if, if you don't mind, it, you know, if, if anybody wants to look at the kind of work that I do to help your company. Yeah, I was just going to say, how can yeah. people follow you? Definitely. Um, yeah, my website is, uh, oh, I have, I have a couple. One is robinmcmahon.com. You can go there and see all the work that I do, the workshops, that, that sort of thing that I do. And I can customize that for any company. And also uh, parentingforconnection.com is really the the site where I have my book and my podcast and and all of that stuff. So um so yeah, so that's where you can find me and uh and I just want to say thank you for having this conversation and shining a light on this because it is so important and we also have to think of the future generation of the workforce that we've got coming in and whether we like it or not changes have to be made. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate it. And hey, everyone, if you are, as always, right, trying to figure out what am I going to do in 2022? How do I find what's right for me? How do I start? Oh, my God, I'm getting overwhelmed. What am I going to do? Hey, go ahead and go over to executivecareers.com backslash podcast. Book a call with our team, a free consultation. We can take a look at where you're at in your career, what some of your goals are, and develop a strategy specific to you to aid you landing this new role in 2022. Robin, thanks for joining us. Um, Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you.